Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Sean Slater. And I'm his sister Caroline. And today we're watching Minute 33, which opens with a cameo and ends a minute later in an alley. I have titled this minute, They're Counting on You, specifically. <laughs> yeah, that that joke, I don't know how I feel about it. I have some very mixed feelings, but I do kind of love it. <laughs> I think it's more of a, like, it's emotional whiplash. Um, it, it, it doesn't feel like it should go there. Like, I, I like the joke. I don't mm-hmm. like where the joke is. Um, I think it, I don't, it wouldn't really work anywhere else, but, um, but I, I, I think just cause like these couple of minutes have been somber and then it kind of like, it, it's too abrupt of an ending uh, yeah. to the some sobriety, some somberness. We'll get to it in a minute. Let's start at the beginning and we'll work our way to yeah that because I do want to talk about that moment. Yeah, so it opens with the cameo, and that cameo is Flufu Bunny, the pink bunny. The <laughs> it is um, the most heartbreaking cameo to date for me. Yeah. I I cried so hard when this cameo happened. For Let's just stop alluding to it. It's Stanley. <laughs> yeah, and this was, this was his first cameo after his death. Was this the last cameo he recorded? I heard some people say that. Um, it might have been. Uh, I think I, I know they, for like the MCU, they like stockpiled a bunch of them. They just have a bunch of like yeah. generic cameos that he has. Um, yeah, I know they did that, but I believe this was like the last one he recorded. I could be wrong. This was also the only one that, or the only like voiceover that the movie like that they went to for them mm-hmm. instead of having the person come to them um mm-hmm. they went to like his office and and got the recordings there and then Aww. uh you know went back and did everything else it, it does feel needed in this yeah like especially his line of i'm going to miss him like oh. whew, that is strangely yeah. prophetic right <laughs> <laughs> like ouch uh, i think what hits me more than the i'm gonna miss him is the we were friends, you know? Yeah, I want to know. Oh, like in universe, if he was actually friends, like did he actually was he friends with Spider Man? I like or, to think he was. Um, was it kind of like oh, it's the friendly neighborhood Spider Man, and so Spider Man's friends with everybody, kind no, of thing. I, I um, like the idea that in universe he was probably good friends with that with whoever Stanley's character is in, in yeah. universe. Maybe a neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wasn't he the restaurant in in the Tobey Maguire movies? He was the restaurant owner. Um, no, or he, no, he I'm was a thinking. DJ. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of PS4 game. Oh, okay. They have him when Peter goes to see MJ, like near the end. He's like, "I hope you two work it out. Like you're good. Like you're good together. Like he knows them." Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. The I. I do believe they confirmed that he did see the movie before he passed away that they were able to show him like a rough cut of it yes it's which this is like a little strange of a comparison but also not totally it makes me think of what danny devito did with um mara wilson's mom yeah quick quick 
like, long story short, Mara Wilson's mom was very ill when she was filming Matilda, and she actually didn't get a final cut of the movie, but what ended up happening is Danny DeVito got an early cut and took it to the hospital Mara Wilson's mom was at and showed it to her, so she got to see her daughter in the movie. Yeah. Ugh. Stuff like that chokes me out, but this, this cameo still... Uh, still makes me cry because I can't help but think of the timing with it. Yeah, it, it's it's dealing with the death of a superhero and like, oh, it's and then you have the the real life death of a creator. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I I'm still like breathing because I'm still choking up thinking about it. I'm emotional, everybody. <laughs> um. I do want to talk about this one line because it's both, like, kind of inspirational, but then it ends up being a gag. Where Miles says, like, can I return it if it doesn't fit? And it starts with, like, it always fits. Eventually. Eventually. And it's like, oh, like, you grow into the hero you want to be. Yeah. But then it comes into a gag, and I'm like... He just oh, pulls it God. up and it's way too small. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, no, like the, the, the sign on the side where it pans over oh, and yeah, it's like the, the no no returns ever. And I'm like, really? You put... That is a gag that like, though I find it funny, I kind of wish they didn't do it away because oh, that I, one feels I liked a that little... gag a lot. I like the um, gag. Like I, I like it in context too. Yeah, um, I like the gag. I, I just remember for some reason, I'm like, oh, guys, I, I don't want that right now. <laughs> I also think because it ties into the next scene where he goes mm. to pull up his pants and like he's still buying for his pre-spider bite sizes yeah. and now like he's like oh he pulls it up and it's just way too short yeah <laughs> like um, he's not growing into that at all going back to the scene before that did you notice yeah. that right next to the sign i don't know why i love this there's a poster for the official hero guy suit yeah there's also like a vampire and cowboy um, costumes as well there, but I don't know. Something about the official hero guy suit really tickled me. <laughs> I thought that was amusing. Yeah. Going into the bathroom when he's putting on the clothes, I do like just to continue on and jump in then. But I enjoy that they had this line from MJ put over top during this moment which is he didn't ask for his powers but he chose to be spider-man yeah and it's that like this is miles choosing to be spider-man well and i also i I brought it up it's like it's this theme of choice that we haven't talked about in a while (laughs) yeah the the choices and expectations that Mm -hmm. that miles has and and this is the first time that he has a meaningful choice I almost feel like this was done in it for an ironic thing where it's like Peter Parker chose to be Spider-Man where it's like Miles feels like he doesn't have a choice and has to be Spider-Man. He does have a choice, but I feel like he thinks he doesn't have one. Yeah. He made a promise to Peter. He has to do this. And it sort of sets up what we talked about in the previous minute of like Miles being split between being the regular kid and being Spider-Man. Yeah, and, and and trying to make that decision, you can see he's still like in the mirror. He he's got that look of like uncertainty still. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't fully chosen to commit to being Spider Man. Like he's doing it because he feels like he has to. Yeah, or even just like 
like he'll be he'll do it this one time but you know maybe not again after this yeah and i'm glad you brought up him looking at himself in the mirror because if you remember in minute two um we talk about very briefly the scene where there's a shot of spider-man peter spider-man looking in a very similar bathroom mirror and the way when Miles puts on his mask and looks at himself is a very similar Samrat setup, very similar angles, very similar background. And it just, it reminds me of that. Like, there's an echo to that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks, you know, it's that same sort of subway style, mm-hmm. like public bathroom kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just not nearly as graffitied as the one that Peter was No, <laughs> no. Uh, but I thought that was a very cool echo to have that image set up in the beginning and then have it sort of be echoed here with miles yeah. it's like drawing those parallels between the two um and then when he he leaves the bathroom and goes out um into the crowd uh at the presumably at the end of the funeral maybe it sounds like it but at some point mj is just given a speech to everybody in front of the the church um and you see a bunch of people with all sorts of different masks on i also like how everybody's in blue and red like yeah (laughs) like they had a dress code to come do it (laughs) it's either blue or red there's like a couple people in some black um the unspoken dress code yeah i also love that the masks aren't just on like little kids they're on adults as well yeah and you get some like you know makeshift hand-drawn homemade masks you get the like cheap plastic ones that are just like cardboard that you stick around your face and then you get the kind of higher quality ones that like miles and the guy that uh that that miles is wearing Mm -hmm. yeah and this is just kind of that bit we touched on before where Mm -hmm. in mj's speech where she says like yeah um she he was just the kid who happened to get bit like yeah and it's like you know we're all spider-man and we are counting on you and miles quietly says it's a very nice heroic order he's like they're counting on me I genuinely like the guy who leans over and goes, probably not you specifically. I I think it's a metaphor. Yeah, I like that they're counting on me to himself. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the, the lean over guy. I um, didn't mind it because I thought it was a nice sort of transition into the very next scene where Mild dumps out his comics in the alley and starts reading to get yeah, advice. It was just, like, it was a bit bit too sudden for me. See that's how that's how I felt about the the gag Stan with Lee Stan Lee. Like I, that one feels more sudden than this one. Like this one, I think it, it it's a little funnier because like he's in a crowd. It makes sense that like the way he said it, someone probably heard it and is like, dude, now. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I thought I thought that was a funnier and funnier and landed a lot more with than the Stan Lee one, where I felt that and that might also be because of. With the context of Stanley, like having that line, it always fits eventually. Kind of gets a little undercut with the gag, which I don't mind. I still think it's a funny gag. I just, I wish it was a little, I think it's just a little too jarring for me. Since it still continues with the sadness. Yeah. Where this one, it's like, it's the end of the sadness. Like, here's a gag to kind of lighten the mood a bit. And then here's a whole other tonal scene. Yeah. So I think that's why I like this gag a little better. Yeah, and then, like you were saying, Miles then just appears in the alleyway mm-hmm. with 
some comics and it's time to do some studying. Yeah. I count I counted seven issues. Yeah, that's what I saw at least seven of them. It looked like there might be a couple maybe hidden under some of the others, but we saw the one that we saw in his room a bunch mm-hmm. uh, earlier, and then there's a couple other others as well. Yeah, I, I very much enjoy that. It's like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, it is really funny, though, that it's just, like, in the street, like or, like, just in an alleyway <laughs> with not much to do. He's like, okay, right here looks good. Let's crouch down in this alleyway. He's not that far back in the alleyway, either. <laughs> Yeah. Like, he looks like he's still relatively, like, on the corner of the building. And I'm like, why? Yeah, and, like, uh, one of the small things is the, um, when he puts the comics down, like, you know, it has the movement mm-hmm. lines again, the, just the, like, pow lines. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's fun. Um, it's only on for, like, a frame. I want to know if he, like, after that speech, did he go out and just buy a bunch of them? Or were this was this his collection of them? He had his book bag. Yeah, and he had that True Life Tales as well. Yeah, so it makes me think he might have grabbed them from his room at Visions and then, like, bought the costume, went to the funeral, and then went there. Yeah. Yeah, Um, and this kind of ties into the, like, is it the same, like, you know, was this, like, okay, he, he died on, like, Wednesday and the funeral's on Saturday, or, like, is it a day later, is it four days later? I'm a little curious because, so, Jeff in the previous minute, I think it was minute 31, he says, it's a weekday, you made a commitment to that school, and then Rio cuts him off. Um, so we so know it's, it's not so Friday, we know, Yeah, Saturday so we know he Sunday. at least has school, so it's probably, you know, like, and he had school earlier that day. Because he left to go to the subway. Yeah. So it's probably either... It's got to be like a Monday through Thursday. Sometime in there. And I feel like with the CY thing, they would get it pretty fast. So it's probably maybe a day or two later. Um, And then it makes me wonder, I'm like, did they cancel classes for this? I feel like they would have canceled classes for this. Yeah, it, it could definitely be, if not canceled, like the classes weren't quote-unquote mandatory like well yeah, no 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 I... just like even they probably had classes but it mm-hmm. it wasn't uh you know kids weren't gonna be there and the school's probably made like a absentee exception for like if you wanted to go to the um public services uh you, you can do that but I, I imagine even the kids in class like class wasn't happening um even yeah. if the teachers wanted to yeah um, i i could honestly just see the teacher being like look if you want to do work go do it because i know with me sometimes with stuff like this like i need to be busy or i it, i don't work and i know some kids like no i can't do anything i won't focus so i feel like the teachers would have been balancing for that like there's something to do if you want to do it if you just want to sit and play on your phone fine yeah, that's all All I had for this minute. Um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on before I moved over to the alternate scene? That's all I have, so go ahead. Yeah, so I'm going to split this scene into two minutes, because uh, across this minute and Monday's minute, because it, um, it, it kind of touches just briefly on the stuff happening here, and then it replaces most of the next minute. 
So it, it starts with uh, during the speech that MJ's giving, like she finishes her part and then steps away. And then um, the an announcer comes on and announces like Wilson, Wilson Fisk coming up to, or philanthropist Wilson Fisk coming up to give some words. Um, at first, Miles is like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, but then when he sees him walk up, he like recognizes him as Kingpin mm-hmm. and like his, you know, breathing accelerates. He's, he gets real nervous. And um, Wilson Fisk is like, oh, as many of you know, I'm, I'm no stranger to loss because, again, alluding slash flat out saying like, yeah, he lost his family. And then so Miles like lo- uh, starts to like run away through the crowd. Like he's like, oh, I got to get out of here quickly, which quick sidebar. It really like startled me when that bit happened because usually it's just these are just like black and white you know pencil sketches kind of mm-hmm. um not necessarily pencil but black and white like ink sketchings mm-hmm. uh, but then the part where he was running through the crowd it was like a very early 3d rendering of it oh really um, and so like miles was sort of rendered but it was like a bad render like you know bits <clears throat> of his clothing were poking through itself mm-hmm. um and then like the people in the crowd were just like gray blocky people um <laughs> and then it cuts back to like the the sketches again it was very weird like this like three second clip of just like oh this is 3d rendered when he cuts there it cuts to like a training montage of uh miles and genki watching the spider-man movies again like the in-universe ones and mm-hmm. like that's how miles is doing his training so instead of reading the comic books he's using the movies mm-hmm. um and it goes through and and like this is how Spider-Man did it. He did it really quick. And then Miles does it and he fails a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it like does side by side bits of that, but we'll talk about that on, on Monday's minute when that has, you know, it plays a much bigger impact. It's a, it's a pretty long alternate scene. Um, it's, it's like a couple minutes long. So this one definitely sounds like they got at least part of it further into the animation before they decided to cut it. Yeah. Part of it was 3d rendered. Yeah. And it could have just been like, the, the bit that was rendered didn't have to necessarily be the like a Wilson and Fisk thing. It could have just been yeah. him, like having a panic attack and trying to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that makes a bit more sense why it might have stayed in a l- little bit longer. But I think they did a like fine job of removing him here and just having him do his speech later on at the gala. Yeah, it definitely keeps it more separated. And I do like how they play it off later yeah. especially because they get a they get a pretty funny line out of it for starters yeah. um but it also it's kind of nice to just kind of have it like you know it's separated and he's still a looming figure but you don't have to worry about his public idea until later yeah uh, i also really love the idea and part of me kind of wishes they played more with it and they kind of do kind of don't at the same time um with the idea of miles getting a panic attack yeah it, it doesn't really show a whole lot um, no they, they don't really show how like anxious he is mm-hmm. with the, the weight of this responsibility but i mean with the idea of seeing fisk especially after what he saw yeah like i i love having that idea and it makes total sense to like Miles is probably traumatized from that. <laughs> oh yeah, he's definitely going to have some PTSD. I would be shocked if he doesn't. So I, I love the idea that they like kind of played with it. A little sad they cut it, but I also understand why they did. 
Um, they do a little bit later when they get to the lab, but we'll talk about that when we get to that minute. It doesn't really add much to the scene um, or to the, the story. Like it was just some more flourish that could have, mm. you know, if it would have stayed in, it wouldn't have really changed much. But yeah, it wouldn't have changed much to the story. I think it would have added a little bit to Miles' character, but they find other ways to show his, like, the, the trauma that he went through. So I'm okay with it getting cut. I'm a little sad it got cut. But at the same time, they make up for it another way. So, yeah, I think it was a smart decision to cut it. I just gotta say, I love listening to these alter- alternate scenes because it's kind of fun to hear, like, just how, I think I've said it before, like, just how different of a movie we would have gotten. Uh, is there anything else you want to add about the alternate scene? Or anything you thought of with the notes? No, I think that covers everything I have for this week. Same here. So thank you all for listening. We will catch you again on Monday. You can follow us at Twitter at Spiderverse Min, M-I-N. Find us at Facebook and Instagram at Spiderverse Minute, as well as YouTube at Spiderverse Minute. You can also email us at podcast at spiderverseminute.com. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.